Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our 5 p.m. service. I'm excited to preach the word today. We are actually going through Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. And this is uh, the midpoint of this book. This is uh, one of the best chapters, specifically because Paul would actually summarize what he has been talking about from chapter 1 until chapter 8. If you will notice, if you open your books to Romans 8, it starts with no condemnation and in ends, and it ends with no separation. Imagine that, that this is the heart of the Father. And today, as we unpack Romans 8, 9 verses uh, from 31 to 39, we will see of one thing that Paul is sure about. In verse 38, he says um, that, ano ba sabi ni Paul? For I am sure. So the question is, what is he sure about? In the world that we live in today, that there is so much doubt, that we can't be confident about a, of a lot of things, Paul is sure of something. And as you uh, join me, as I preach the word, I hope that you will also know what as believers, what we can be sure about. We start with verse 31 and it says here, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, the world we live in today, a lot of things are against us. Just like what Pastor Larry shared in his tithes and offering. Uh, it might be finances. Some of you as parents, there are uh, options of having a gap year for your kids. What is against us during this time? Uh, just recently, I saw an article about Jollibee closing 200 plus stores because of this pandemic. What are you up against today? Unemployment, a career that has ended, a business that is not thriving. You know, whenever we talk about the things that we are up against, we realize that seven months in this pandemic, one of the things that you will notice is, hindi na tayo nakakita ng mga news about people giving. Why? For some reason, I think this is the season where it's, it's a time where it's all about what we can do for ourselves. Survival of the fittest. And during this time, we feel that parang wala tayong kadamay in the things that we are doing. What are we up against? Paul is telling us that if God is with us, who can be against us? Paul tries to magnify the God that we have. A lot of times we forget how big our God is. Think about it today. If you have made decisions for the past few months based on how big your problem is, that's scary. I've made a lot of uh, decisions in my life that were based on fear. Nakakalungkot, no? Because when we base our decisions on fear, most of the time, the decisions are at the end of all the options. But the Bible reminds us that God is for us. Paul reminds us of how big our God is. Imagine this, that the major decisions of your life today is not based on the big problem, but based on how big our God is. The question is, what does it mean that God is for you? Ano ba ibig sabihin nun? What was Paul talking about when we say God is for you? Here's what it means. It means He always wants the best for you. I want you to say that wherever you are today. God wants the best for me. 
But it doesn't mean that God will answer all our prayers. There is a big difference between the two. When we say God is for us, He's not a genie that when we go to Him and say, Lord, I did this, please bless me. And then He will do it. You know, we need to understand what it really means that God is for us. Let me tell you a story about me and my mom when I was growing up. Especially the time that I have been, uh, I'm done with school. There are a lot of ideas where I would go to my mom and say, Ma, I want to do this. I want to start my business. Okay ba And mo, not most of the time, there are times that she would actually say, I'm not sure about that anak, baka hindi yan mag-work. Why don't you just consider this? This was a battle between ideas. My mom had her own version of how to make it in life, and me as a young, um, somewhat passionate man, sabi ko, hindi ma, kailangan ito. And so she would ask me, how can I help you? Ma, kailangan ko ng uh, money to invest. You know, there are a lot of times that my mom did not support the ideas that I have. But you know what? It doesn't mean that she is not for me. She always has the intention of the best for me. But it doesn't mean that everything I ask, she will give me. We have to understand that when we say God is for us, it doesn't mean that God is a genie that whenever we ask, Lord, Kailangan ko to, bless me. Lord, I started this business and so you have to bless me. We have to accept this, that to have God's best is to be in His will. It doesn't mean that He has to say yes to all. And that's why some of you might have doubts of who God is. Because when we say God is for us, nagtatampo tayo, Lord, pinagpray ko to, ba't di mo pa rin binibigay? God is for us means that the best he wants for you. And the way to do it, He also has a will for you. The question is, are we still in line with the will of God? Know this, God has always in His mind the best for you. Meron siyang plano for you to bless you. That's why in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, one of the most popular verses, especially in this pandemic, reminds us that He has a plan to what? prosper us and not to harm us, to give you hope and a future. But at the same time, the question is we need to seek Him. Why? Because He has the best interest for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? The things that we will encounter is nothing compared to how big our God is. And that's why Paul gives us a proof in verse 32. He says, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will we not also with Him graciously give us all things? What Paul is saying or giving us an illustration of the bigger to the lesser. He is talking about receiving the best gift ever. What more? The little things. Imagine right now you have received one of the most expensive gifts. Ano yung expensive gift that uh, mo? Just type it in our chat box. Is that an expensive watch, a new car, whatever that is. Imagine this, if God has, has given you something this grand, what more the little things? Parang nakareceive ka ng Rolex, no? Ano ba naman yung hihingin mo pa yung paper bag? You know, a lot of times, we don't want to go to God and say, Lord, kaya mo bang ibigay ito? Lord, kaya mo, uh, are you willing or can you actually answer my prayers? I, when I was reading this verse, I remember one of my devotions. I was in the book of Mark a few weeks back. 
And I remember this father who had his son who was oppressed by an evil spirit. And this is what he said to Jesus. Sabi niya, if you can. Sabi ni Jesus na in verse 23. If you can, question mark, all things are possible for those who believe. Do you believe that God can answer your prayers? Because if He has even given His Son to die on the cross for you, what more these other things? And I hope it reminds us that God is for us. That nothing is impossible with Him. As we continue, verse 33, it says, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect, against us, His people? It is God who justifies. The next verse says, Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who is indeed is interceding for us. You know, Paul would want to emphasize the gravity or the magnitude of what Christ has done for us. And that's why He is for us. Why? He has judged us already. He has said His peace. We have been found guilty, but we are already forgiven. But He reminds us, who is to condemn us? You know, the enemy is still condemning us today. The enemy, uh, Satan, is here as the prosecutor in a court case. What does the prosecutor do? He would actually unearth the things that we don't want to be revealed. Our past, our shameful past, the things that we are not proud of, the things that you have done last summer, the things that nobody would want to know, the things that we don't post in Facebook. He would unearth that and say, this is you. But you know, all that doesn't matter. What matters is the verdict. Yes, we are guilty, but we are free because we have been redeemed and forgiven. But until today, the enemy, even though alam na niya yung verdict, still continues to condemn us. And that's why this is a comforting verse. It ends with verse 34. It says, Jesus himself intercedes for us. Imagine that. Jesus is the one praying for us, even though we don't know what to pray for. I was talking to Pastor Larry before we started this uh, preaching, and I was, telling, I was sharing to him, for the past few weeks, I've been uh, receiving messages from people that are close to me, and for some people who are not that close to me. I just know them, and some actually reached out to my wife to encourage us. And most of the time, it starts with this, bro. I believe God wants you to know. And this statement encourages me. Why? Because God reminded me that I was asking Him for a word. Sabi ko, Lord, itong pinagpipray ko na to, na matagal na. Lord, I just want to know if I will still hold on to your promise. This was my prayer. And for some reason, God has sent these people to confirm this uh, faith that I have. And ako, no? Parang I realized, Lord, thank you, ah. Because you are not only present, you are also involved. That whenever I pray to you, you actually intercede for me. You actually pray for me continually until now. I realized that not only is God for us, He is mindful of us. Say that with me. God is mindful of you and me. He is praying for us, the Bible says. I have a question for you who are all tuned in, maybe in YouTube or in Facebook. And I want you to type it here, if that's you. Are you the type of person who will be encouraged when somebody approaches you and says, 
can I pray for you? Is that a yes? Ikaw ba yung taong mabibless pag merong lumapit sa'yo na sabihin niyo, you know, I prayed for you. You know, I just want to encourage you, I just want to encourage you, God wants you to know that He is mindful of you. How many of you would be uh, blessed because of that? A lot of us. I think all of us will be blessed. Why? Because we know that they are mindful of us. But it's not just anyone who is praying for us. The Bible says, Jesus Himself is interceding. He is mindful. He's mindful of our thoughts. He's mindful of our tears. And He is even mindful of our tantrums. Yung mga inisip natin, no? yung pagtayin na lang mag-isa, we think that we are alone in this uh, life, even though because we're locked in, if, if we feel like we're not in touch with our church community physically, we feel like we're alone. You know what? God is not only for you, He is mindful of you. September, uh, I believe it's September 10. Every year, we celebrate the, uh, it's, it's the, uh, awareness of suicide prevention. And I was looking and reading some of the feeds and one of the things uh, that would that they are championing in this day is to know that we can approach people because being alone is one of the things that triggers depression. And I realized this and I got comforted because even though we cannot be together physically, we know that God is always with us. He's not only present, but He is also involved. Declare that in your life today. God is mindful of me. He knows everything that is happening in me. As we continue, verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Paul gives us the reason why God is for us, why He has a plan to bless us. Paul gives us a reason why He is mindful of us. Why? Because of this word, love. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? You know, Paul was giving us a picture of all the situations that we may are that we are encountering today or in the past. It might be self-inflicted, it might be an external factor, it might be for God or for wrong decisions in life. And it's very clear that Paul encourages us that God will never give up. Hindi siya yung tipong tao na ano ba tong anak na to, dahil problema, bahala ka na sa buhay mo. He will never abandon us. That even in the biggest trials of our lives, He will be there for us. He will never be separate from us. I want to share with you a story that I've never shared in my preachings. And this happened uh, BC, my life before Christ. I was, I was in college, uh, I was young, and I was... Um, Alam mo yung season ng YOLO. Wala pang YOLO, no? No, yo-yo pa lang. And I was living this kind of life. And, um, pasulari, share ko ba? Share ko na lang, no? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sabi ko nga eh. So, ito po yung nangyari, no? And again, I was not yet a believer. I was living my life to the edge. Alam nyo yung ganon? Uh, one day, we I came from a party. I was riding with my friend, uh, with my friend. And we encountered an accident. I actually broke my right arm. Uh, I was drunk during that time. And it was one of those 
instant moments that sabi nila di ba yung magfa-flash alam niyo ba yung ganun yung sabi nila in a point of danger your life will flash back alam niyo ba yung ganun yung makikita mo daw yung buhay mo mag sa akin iba ang nakita ko yung mami ko galit and my dad's friend when he rescued us brought us to the hospital with my broken arm i remember I, as soon as I stood up, the iwan yung kamay ko, no? As in, putol yung bone. As soon as I got to the hospital, and for the frontliners who are here, I hope you do not scare your patients. The nurse, when I got there, ganito sabi nila, oh, Nako, pare, mukhang puputo. Sabi, puputulit. Sabi isa, hindi, babakalan. And so I was so scared. That you know, even though I did something wrong, even though I knew that I was supposed to be there, it was not responsible for me. I believe I didn't ask permission to be in that party. You know, there's this one person I wanted to be with me. Even though I knew she would get angry. And it was my mom. You know, she got there. Yes, she had this disappointed face. Yes, she was uh, bothered by all this. She was nervous. But you know what? She sat beside me and held my hand. I remember, bago ko injectionan to get a blood test. Sabi ko, wait, wait, wait. Sabi ko dun sa nurse. Sabi, bakit sir? Masakit? Hindi. Antayin ko lang yung mami ko. Kailangan ko someone to hold my hand. I was so afraid. And my arm was dangling. I didn't know what to do. You know, my mom was there. I don't remember what she said. But regardless of the things that I have done wrong, the most irresponsible thing that I've done, regardless if I disappointed my mom, you know what? It never stopped her from being with me in time of crisis. It actually, she wasn't there to say, ayan, kasi, or she never told me that, ayan, I want you, I want to see you. You know, my mom was physically there. Why? I realized this is the love of a parent to a child. That regardless of what we have encountered in life, nothing can separate us from the love of a parent. And this is what Paul is saying. Nothing can separate us from the love of the Father. What more our Heavenly Father who saved us at our worst? What more our Heavenly Father who loved us even though we were still unlovable? You know, as I was preparing for this preaching and this part, I remember that song. No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sing it. I remember that song and I, begla- I, I began to cry. The lyrics that says, Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. God's love will never run out for us. And one of the things I realized is this, that no amount of baggage, dirt, trial, shameful act that we have done in the past, will ever separate us from the love of God. Walang baggage, baggage kay Lord. Amen? One of the books that uh, changed my perspective of the gospel is a book written by J.D. Greer. The title is The Gospel. And one statement made an impact. Until today, I need to remind myself of this truth. It says, In Christ, there is nothing I can do that would make you love me more. What does that mean? Whatever, what, we can't do anything that will make God love us more. Minsan, no, we have this mindset na, Lord, I, gagawin ko to para ma, ano, mas love mo ko. I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll donate this. The Bible says, or J, in this, 
in this uh, book, it says, there's nothing we can do that God can make, that for God to make us love Him. Why? Because yung pagmamahal ng Panginoon sa'yo, kapatid, puno na. Always full. It's not based on performance of doing good. And he also said, ends it this way, nothing I have done in the past that makes you love me less. You know, God saved us even at our worst. That the past that we lived, He loved us anyway. This is how much God loves us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. I want to share with you this truth. God loves you so much. And I want you to declare that wherever you are today. Sometimes we need to hear it. And we need to hear it from our Heavenly Father. And we can say, Lord, I want to feel and hear that you love me. I'm telling you today, the Lord is reminding you, He loves you so much. He loves you to the full. Billy Graham, one of the evangelists that I love watching, even the short clips that he has, black and white payan. There are two statements that he, have, he, he may have said millions of times. The first one is, my Bible or the Bible says. That's one of his famous opening statements. And another statement would be this, God loves you. God loves you. He would always say that. God loves you. And so one of the, uh, one of the people, believer, who went up to him and asked him, um, Pastor, why, w- why do you always say God loves you? And this is his answer. If you know that God loves you, it will truly change you. Has God's love changed you? Knowing and experiencing the love of God changes our total being. And I hope you encounter the love of God more and more today. And when we encounter the love of God, you know, it changes us. That even though there are times God would not answer our prayers, even though there are times that sickness we have to carry all throughout our lives. And that's why Paul quotes in Psalms 44, the next verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 36, it says, As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. He talks about the people of God. The psalmist talks about the people of God, that there are people who are martyred, people who are executed because of following God. You know, Paul gives us a picture that we are not exempted from troubles. But it doesn't mean God doesn't love us. We are not exempted from trials. But it only means that God is always with us. The next verse, it says, Yes, we are suffering. Some of, the, some of those sufferings we won't overcome in this lifetime. But you know what? The Bible says in verse 37, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who love us. We are more than conquerors. I actually had to study this statement. Why? Because kung kong, who among you don't want to be conquerors? Diba okay na yon? To conquer is to celebrate victory. Lord, thank you. You answered my prayer for healing, for breakthrough, for relational, uh, fixing my relationships. How many of you want to be conquerors? I think a lot of us. But the Bible says for people that are loved by God, that are children of God, it says we are more than conquerors. What does that mean? What is the difference of the two? You know, when we have experienced God, His love, 
when we experience that His favor is upon us, that He is mindful of us, we are made more than conquerors. That even though wala pa yung breakthrough, even though we are not yet in the finish line, we can actually live our lives as conquerors. Grabe, no? That even in your sickness today, that even though the doctor said that that sickness is terminal and that it might consume you in a matter of months, you know what? To be more than conquerors in Christ is to say, Lord, yes, I'm going through this, but yes, you are faithful. That's the life that God wants for us. That even in trial, we are made more than conquerors. That we can worship Him. This is how much God loves us. Overflowing grace. Radical grace that is given to us. But if you think about it, the grace that overflows is rooted from the overflowing love of God. I'm gonna say that again, kapatid. Mahal na mahal ka ng Panginoon. Amen? Amen. Naririnig ko kayo. Verse 38, last two verses. And this is what I was talking about as I started my preaching. Paul was sure. What was he sure about? For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, no powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. God loves us so much. That's the conviction that Paul has. That's the conviction that Paul has that he is sure. You know, this life that we have today is lived out with so many doubts. Doubts with what's happening we just concluded our first week of the business summit. Doubts in uh, trends in business. Doubts in what we know that works. In the world that we live in with so many doubts. Know this. We can be confident and sure of God's love. We can be confident and sure that God is present in your situation. We can be confident and sure that God is mindful of you. We can be confident and sure that God is for you. He has His best interest for you. May plano si Lord. Amen? You know, not even social distancing can keep God from being near you. He is always with you. That even sometimes tayo lumalayo kay Lord. Tayo lumalayo sa Kanya dahil may nagawa man tayo. We fall short. We disappointed Him. We feel like, Lord, I don't deserve you. You know what? He is always with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. As I end, I want to share, share with you this statement. We are called to live with the confidence that God loves us. Live the life that God loves us. We can be confident in that. Imagine, no? The way you respond in your trials, the way you respond is not based on fear. It's knowing that God has your back. It's knowing that God has a plan for you. It's knowing that God is mindful of everything that is happening in you. There's that confidence. Sabi nga rin Paul, I am sure of this. In your situation today, 
I can also say what Paul said, I am sure that God is with you. I am sure that God loves you. I'm going to end with this last verse. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 says, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. I pray that you will experience this kind of love, the love that comes from God. I pray that you will experience the real meaning of love, the love that comes only from our Heavenly Father. Amen.